hello, and welcome to episode 180 of Soundwave. I'm your host, Matt, joins my co-host, Carlos. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to here. our uh, 90s-themed show. It's kind of fun. Yeah, this is... Uh, <laughs> This is our uh, only '90s kids will get this episode. And I, yeah, I, I should have gone a little bit more like uh, nostalgic with it. Just, but I. Oh no! Like, although I have no idea when that song came out. It's so. like '96, probably yeah. or something like that. But yeah, yeah, only '90s kids will know. Yeah. <clears throat> so how have you been, bud? Yeah, I've been all right. Yeah. How about you? Pretty good. Just uh, before I record, before we record this, I saw it chapter two, and I absolutely loved it. I, I cried a couple times during it. The character, the character development and everything throughout these two movies has been absolutely amazing. From the kids to the adults, everybody was casted perfectly. Uh, for the adults, I was just shocked how similar like their facial features looked from the kid oh, yeah? cast and everything. It was like really well cast. It then? was so well freaking cast. And uh, the heavier set kid, I don't know if you watched the original one in the 90s or whatever. No. Okay, well, there's the heavier set kid who's like kind of the goofball or whatever. And now... When he's older, he's like the beefy guy that's really rich, but he's alone and everything. But yeah, you look in the the eyes of both of them, and it's like they studied how the kid acted to make sure he acted. It was, it was really really cool to watch it, and it was really well written. Had a few jumps in it, but otherwise, yeah, I don't know. I went. I can. It's a horror movie, that's for sure. But it's just a really well written drama overall, too. I think. So uh, that I was really excited about that. Uh, yeah, what have you been up to? That's a. Uh Wow, actually, now that I think about it, what have I been up to? Man. <laughs> Two uh, weeks already have flown by. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I've done a whole lot. Like, I haven't really watched anything. I'm trying to... I know I watched something. I, I Like, I started watching uh, season three of Preacher, but I haven't finished it yet. I'm about halfway through. Is that through. wrapped up yet on AMC? Or oh, no. no that, yeah, that's all the way wrapped. Season three is up. Like, okay. season four is going to be cut. It's, like, already airing, I think, on AMC. Oh, okay. It's so not on, I didn't, not I didn't on know Hulu. if it was three or four that was on. Yeah, right I, I've just been watching it on Hulu. And, uh, yeah. And then, uh, oh, I had to deal with computer problems. Oh. And so it's, uh, I don't know, it's some sort something with my hard drive. Like, it was... Uh, my computer wasn't installing the Windows feature updates, but it like would force them on me even though it couldn't install them. And then eventually, it uh, just sh- like blew the whole Windows thing out. I was like, oh, well, now I can't even start my computer. Oh, Jesus. So I had to reinstall Windows and get that sorted out. And like now I, I have to reinstall a, um, a media pack because I have the... Because the version of Windows I have is like a uh, an update from like a... Uh, one of the uh, versions of Windows that had gone out to offices. So, like, oh. I have, like, Windows Pro, like, I have, like, Windows 10 Pro N or something like that. So, I don't have a med- the media feature pack, so I have to install that separately. So, I don't get, sometimes I'll be on YouTube and all of a sudden, like, hey, this video's not playing. And it's like, oh, well, I got to do something with that now, and it's just a pain. Could that be a reason my videos don't play, but I have a Mac? No, no, because, like, <laughs> it would be, like, hey, this isn't working. Like, and it'd have, like, a link at the top, like, to go here to fix, deal with it or whatever. I never have problems outside of the show when I'm watching YouTube videos. And the problem but... was, like, I was going to, uh, inst- <laughs> like, uh, take care of it, like, and uh, the links it gave me were actually too new because, like, I c- since I wasn't able to update to the f- any of the Windows features, it's, like, an older version of Windows 10 mm-hmm. Pro. And and uh, so it. Uh, so you need that in between to get to the. I, I need the uh, like uh, like the versions before the ones that were offered. So mm-hmm. if I dig around some more, I'll find it. But it's like you know, this isn't very important. I don't need to watch everything on YouTube. <laughs> and I was able to get my music set today, so I was like, all right, that'll be fine. Nice. Uh, yeah, I saw it. I worked a bunch. What else did I do? I don't know. 
oh, I went to go see this really cool show. I might as well start off what we've been listening to uh, because I saw this really cool show that I randomly went to on Tuesday with uh, Pete, who comes down to the bar. He had an extra ticket. I was like, okay. Uh, they're a band from Finland, and they're playing at the Turf Club, and uh, they're called Steven and Seagulls. Uh, they are a bluegrass cover band and they cover, uh, heavy metal songs or rock songs and metal songs like, uh, ACDC and Metallica. And yeah, I guess they're really huge. I didn't know it. They come here once a year and play at the turf club because maybe the lead singer did a, uh, study abroad stay here back a long time ago or something. So they kind of continue coming here. Uh, but yeah, they sell out places all over the U.S. and uh, they're really cool. So I have a couple of their songs here. Uh, this one I thought was really cool. Uh, every time you heard it, it was like, okay, I know this one. What is this one? Uh, and we'd like look at each other and trying to figure out which song was actually being played there. But I knew this one right away. It's uh, "Self Esteem" by The Offsprings, covered by Steven Seagulls, and uh, I love it. It's Hearing that live is the best. It it reminds me of uh, a Weird Al Yankovic Poco mix, where like because oh, like we're, that, we're, yeah. we're just cuts to because like that's actually like in one of his Poco mixes is like we're, oh like, that's right. So like yeah, it cuts yeah. to and then before he like changes to another song. So like right when you started playing that, the, where like where he started is like wait it's, it's just the transition from like one like technically it was like nothing yeah. to like the music started, but it was like yeah this is like uh, right just reminded me right of a Poco mix. And it was a lot of fun too hearing it in the hearing it live too because then you had the whole crowd sitting there singing along too with it and the way oh it's oh, so fun. Uh, the other one that I thought was really cool because they play it so damn fast is uh, Thunderstruck by ACDC. Oh, yeah. Too kind. You've been 
So much fun. So yes, uh, if you ever get a chance to check out Steven Seagulls and they come around, please do because it was highly, highly entertaining. Uh, what you got? Uh, well, I listened to. I think I talked about it uh, <coughs> last week or last episode, but uh, I decided to listen to uh, the album "Sorry" from Meg Myers, which I played uh, last week for the topic of "Oops, My Bad." Mm-hmm. I uh, I chose the song "Sorry" off this album. Uh, but like I decided to like I don't know I checked my notes and I didn't ever talk about this album on the show so uh, here's uh, make a shadow off that album. And then here's another one off that album. This is uh, Lemon Eyes. You're so bitter, 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 yellow. Settle, settle, cut to settle. Die. Okay, listen, listen, you listen. Yellow, it's a killer, a killer, a killer. Just say. Now, like it says on like the like for like all those videos, like uh, that sorry is the D debut album from uh, Meg Myers, but which is confusing to me since there's like two previous albums from her that were like EPs, uh, Daughter in the Choir, which was the first one I ever heard from her, and uh, Make a Shadow. So like I don't know how uh, debut albums work. I guess EPs are just a few songs. It's not an actual full length album, and then so her first album would be like a ten length song album or 14 whatever it would be instead of the five songs seven songs seven songs yeah so it's it's a fine line when you're getting to seven songs usually eps will be about four or five songs Yeah, because uh darn the choir and had uh seven songs and let's see how many did uh make a shadow have uh let me see five oh that one did have five so then, yeah, and then her latest "Take Me to the Disco." Have you heard that one yet? I have not. Okay. I uh, I'm planning on giving that one a listen to. Cool. That one's from uh, "Sorry" was 2015. Uh, "Take Me to the Disco" was 2018. Okay. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like I came across, like I heard her stuff for the first time. I was like, uh, I think it was on the, uh, the road trip out West. And like, I was just like surfing the internet one night in the hotel, like with, uh, like my headphones on, on my phone and stumbled upon her. And I was like, uh, I was like, just on somebody had like linked it in like, uh, some, like, uh, one of the sites I used to frequent. And I was like, all right, yeah, I'll give this a listen to it. I was like, oh wow, this is like really good. Oh, yeah. And, well, if you listen, take me to disco. Put that as one of these these weekly songs. And I like will say know. that uh, this like this debut album is a <laughs> lot like I think uh, basically every song in the first album of Dart in the Choir would be explicit. This one has like just the one explicit oh. song. So I mean, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's go to the music news. I feel like I'm going to add this to uh, future shows, try and do something like this. Uh, but I did all 90s news this week. Uh, I think I start out the news every week with uh, what happened this day in music. I think that's what I'll do. Oh, yeah, on. you haven't done that for a while. Yeah, so uh, that's what I did, except I did this week in music. No, so this week or next week when it this airs. This week, as uh, we're recording on the 5th today or 6th today, and it comes out on the 12th. So what happens in between us oh, recording and it coming go. out? So Covered both your this bases. This week in music. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know what to do there, because then I looked at that date that it released, and I'm like, oh, there's only two things, and then this date was like one thing. So I was like, all right, how about the week? Uh, 1990, Stevie Nicks and Christy McVie from Fleetwood Mac announced they were leaving the band at the end of the current tour. At the time, some believed that Nicks and McVie's departure were hastened by the bad blood in the wake of Fleetwood's memoir, Fleetwood, My Life and Adventures in Fleetwood Mac, uh, which revealed some sordid uh, revelations about the life in Fleetwood Mac. 1991, Miles Davis died in New York at the age of 65. I thought he would have been a lot older than that, actually. Miles Davis was only 65. Uh, 1991, Geffen's Records threw a party to launch Nirvana's single, Smells Like Teen Spirit. The band ended up, be- ended up being thrown out of their own party after starting a food fight. <laughs> Uh, 1993, drummer uh, Stephen Adler of Guns N' Roses was awarded $2.5 million from the band for being kicked out due to ongoing heroin addiction. It's a lot of money. Wait, he was awarded money? Yeah, he probably sued him, be kicking him out of the band for doing heroin or something, but then they made a bunch of money, so wow. yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Coolio, featuring LV, scored his first U.S. number one single with uh, Gangster's Paradise in 1995. The song sampled uh, the chorus of 1976 Stevie Wonder song, Pastime Paradise, and featured in the 1995 movie Dangerous Minds. Uh, Coolio was awarded a Grammy Award for this song. In 1995, In Excess singer Michael Hutchins uh, pleaded guilty to punching a photographer, Jim Bennett, outside of a London hotel. He was fined 400 pounds and ordered to pay 1,800 pounds in costs. Uh, let's see here. 1996, Tupac Shakur died in Las Vegas after six days, uh, Las Vegas hospital six days after being shot. That was a big one. Uh, 1996, uh, Noel Gallagher walked out on the rest of Oasis halfway through the American tour, uh, after a night with his brother, after a fight with his brother, Liam in a hotel in, uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, Noel flew back to London the following day. So that was uh, the start of there being no more Oasis. After so wait, that. so like he was on stage and just left in the middle of the act? Yep. Oh. They, those two brothers hate each other and they have with a passion for a really long time. But was that before or after playing Wonderwall? Probably before, because I'm sure they would have sang that as the... Oh, uh, that poor audience. Oh, that poor audience. Yeah, because then I'm sure Liam was getting pissed off too and the show was just like, fuck this shit. 
so yeah, that was the start of their huge feud. Uh, and then in 1997, uh, Elton John recorded a new version of Candle in the Wind after performing the song live at uh, Diana princess of wales funeral an estimated 2.5 billion people around the world watched elton play the song uh play the special tribute to diana the track went on to become the biggest selling single of all time and that's been a long time since i've heard that one yeah i, I remember watching that funeral actually vividly i did not watch it but i definitely heard that on the radio a bunch of times around the time years old at the time yeah weird 2.5 billion people around the world that's that's crazy to think about because now you're when you're Thinking about uh, like uh, season premieres of different things or whatever. It's, wait, wait two point five billion people, billion people picked it up. Yeah, and so let's say no, they two point five billion people watched him perform oh, it live. At okay, the yeah, I was thinking like two point five billion. That's, people. That's people, a lot of people spending like a dollar on a song. That's two point five billion dollars worth like of dollars. Somebody like Diana's funeral, like that's how big of a famous person she yeah. was, and that's that's wild to think about that that many people tuned in all around the world. Because at that time, what, six billion people in the world at that time? So yeah. half, of, half of the population watched that. Holy shit. Uh, and that's what I got for uh, this week in music news. And that was my 90s edition. I don't really have any other music news. I got to say, I do not have any uh, 90s muse that, I, news I, that I, happened. Uh, I found everything on this one website. Yeah. Fun. <laughs> it's called, yeah, the website's called uh, The Stay in Music History, actually. So I was trying to find uh, if anybody was born in this week, too, that's really big now. But there was nobody. There it was all '80s people born, so yeah. Uh, any news in general you'd like to add? I do not. All right, that was a quick one today. Let's go into our weekly theme. Welcome to the weekly theme. The theme this week is, what did you call it? Uh, Only 90s kids will get this. Only 90s kids will get this. Uh, Very simple one for me. Uh, I'm assuming you too. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Yeah, very easy. Uh, I enjoyed it. It's fun. We got this. Uh, I'll let you start it out. All right. So um, I don't know about you, but when I think of like boy bands, like I think of the past. I do not. I don't. I can't really think of anybody today that's like a boy band. Although I one guess like Direction, a, I guess Jonas Brothers, B. What's that one? Wow. From? Well, like jo, jo, well, uh, Jonas Bieber's technically together. a solo act. Yeah. No, Jonas Brothers are back together though. One Direction is not. Oh, I, I guess I don't really think of those it's people. A, it's a BK two five or something. BK five. It's the big Korean boy band that's humongous that right now. They know. even performed on Saturday Night Live. I have no clue. But uh, yeah, they're really. Yeah. And well, I always think of like when I think boy bands, and I don't even think of like the the just a bunch of guys in like eighties. I think of like just the nineties boy bands. It with, was and some it of it. Was and the some epitome of, it, of boy bands. And some of it starts sliding over into like the early two thousands. Like I think NSYNC like started like hitting it big like in two thousand. Yeah, that was that was early two thousands, late nineties. Yeah, yeah, you got NSYNC, you got but of course, Black Street. Yeah, exactly. Got, and I, this and is also uh, you got. 
No, this is Backstreet. I said Blackstreet. Oh yeah, a that's separate that one. That's true. I, you're right. Uh, I forget because I actually was when I was going through the '90s songs, like, oh, Blackstreet. Yeah, oh, I did. I forgot about those, those guys. And my mom thought there was a new Backstreet Boys album that came out, and she bought it for me or whatever. And I'm like, this isn't the Backstreet Boys, mom. But was it good? I don't remember. Don't remember. I don't even know if I listened to it. <laughs> so yeah, this is. Uh, I'm going to be talking about the Backstreet Boys, uh, and this is uh, their song, which I mean, everybody's heard. Everybody. that one uh like apocalyptic comedy movie that had like uh where like it ended with backstreet's back uh i'm trying to remember what it was uh wait what are you sure it just wasn't one of their music videos no like it no like it like because like everybody it, it was a it, every like every the world like ended and then like some people like ended to make it ended to make it in heaven and like then the backstreet boys performed uh what i'm trying to remember what that was uh was it a spoof backstreet Boys in apocalyptic movie. Uh, apocalyptic movie. Let's try that. If I can spell this stuff on my phone. <laughs> uh, I vaguely remember this because they had their what they had their. This was off their second album. Or this something. is the end. It was uh, from the movie. This is the oh end. oh oh. So you're just talking about in general? Okay. Yeah, yeah. At the very end, I like thought the, it was a movie in the '90s that came out. I'm like, I don't remember that. I was yeah. yeah. No, no. This was uh everybody was dead and like mm-hmm. in heaven. Like this was like more. It was, this this is the end came out uh, uh, 2013. Yep, yep. And that has uh that had uh what were let's see Seth Rogen, Jay. I love Baruchel, that Michael James Sarah's, Franco, uh, coke head Danny McBride, and I Jonah was Hill. trying to get everybody to do coke in that movie. It's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. And then what? Uh, I think uh, uh, what Channing Tatum plays the gimp in there, and it's Danny McBride's gimp. Yeah, it, yeah. it was a it was a fun film. It was pretty fun, especially all of them playing themselves, but and yeah. raunchy characters. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say one. it was great, but it, yeah, I it had was fun, fun watching. It was it. definitely fun. Uh, for my list, I just went for Billboard's top ten songs of the 1990s. Uh, compiled by what was played the most, what was sold the most, and everything throughout the 1990s. I was actually surprised by some. Uh, they're mostly all pop songs. I picked five of the top ten, so I'm going to skip around here. But we'll start out with number ten. came out in 1997. It is called Truly Madly Deeply by Savage Garden. Surrounded by the comfort and protection of the highest
I think the Chicka Cherry Cola song's a lot better than that one by them. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I don't even know what that song is. How does it go? All right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I totally get what you're talking about now. Chicka Cherry Cola. I Knew You Loved Me, I think it's called, or No More No More I don't remember. All right. What do you got? So my next song is from the band No Doubt. And uh, it was like, uh, this is a toss up between was I going to go with this one or was I going to go like I'm Just a Girl, which is also like a classic. No, this No Doubt song, this is one of the best songs yeah, ever. But made. this is a uh, Don't Speak from No Doubt. You and me, I can see us dying. watching that music video all the time on MTV. It was yeah, that's one of the best songs ever. It really is. If no doubt ever go on tour again, I'm going in a heartbeat. Yeah. It amazes me how Gwen Stefani's career, like pff, huge hollerback girl and everything. The shit is bananas. Wait, is she, she Gwen Stefani? Is she the, is oh, Gwen Stefani. You, did not know that. Now you learned something new. She is Gwen new. Stefani. Yes. That was uh yeah, amazing. Uh, number nine on Billboard's top ten list was uh, 1995's One Sweet Day by Mariah Carey and Boyz II Men, but no, I skipped that one. Number eight, 1997 came out. It was uh, Too Close by Next. Forgot all about this song. It's in real So my next song is from the band Blur, and it is the creatively titled song, Song 2, also known as the Woohoo Song. <laughs> I got my head checked by a jumbo check. It wasn't easy, but nothing is. 
not my problem It's not my in the comments it's uh the second song on blur's self-titled album it's uh technically on the album two minutes and two seconds long uh there are two verses and two choruses and coincidentally peaked on the uk charts at number two all right it's a lot of twos yeah uh next on my billboard top 10 of the 1990s we are on number seven that came out in 1994 it is i'll make love to you by boys to men uh number six uh, 1991, Everything I Do, I Do For You by uh, Brian Adams. Uh, and I chose number five, came out in 1995, You Were Meant For Me by Jewel. I called my mom and she was out for a walk. I sold a cup of coffee, but it didn't want to talk. So I picked up the paper, it was more bad news. My heart's been broken, my people been used. fell off the face of the earth <laughs> what do you got now there are a bunch of bands in the 90s you could say that about any decade really but uh one band uh like just really screams 90s to me like they one even the most had iconic for they sure. even had their own movie of all yeah. things <laughs> and i'm of course talking about the spice girls and uh, the song I'm going to be uh, is I chose was Wannabe because, you know, that music video where it's just like one cut is actually pretty cool. I did like that. So here- You gotta 
favorite, my most favorite shot I made up at Emma's. Uh, somebody asked me to make a zigzag. Uh, so I did uh, blackberry brandy for scary spice. I did Jeremiah weed, sweet tea vodka or uh, ginger spice. I did Red Bull for Sporty Spice. I did UV Blue for Baby Spice and Kinky for Posh Spice. Mixed them all up. It actually tastes pretty good. Oh, yeah? Yep. Definitely. Wow. <laughs> I, uh, I'm not a fan of UV Blue. <laughs> that, it's you. mixed in with everything else. So. That was too much UV Blue in college, <laughs> I guess. Uh, oh, yeah. And Pucker and Tito. Did you ever see Spice World? Yes, of course I did. I saw it in the theaters, I'm pretty sure. Really? Yes. <laughs> I did not I see it. I was way into the boy bands and the Spice Girls. I was way into them. No, I uh, I never did see them. I did uh, never saw the movie, but like I was listening to a podcast where they watch terrible shitty movies it's and it's talk a about shitty it. movie so like i was like listening to a podcast like this is like very bizarre yeah i i recommend watching it because it's really 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 weird and it's really 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 shitty and uh alan cummings is in it too and he think he plays like their tour manager or something and he's weird as hell in there too uh all right back on my list we got number four came out in 1996 that was unbreak my heart by tony braxton forgot all about that song and of course, I had to play this one. Number three came out in 1993, Macarena. But no, I'm kidding. I'm not playing that one. But 1993, Macarena by Los Del Rio. Uh, I chose number two. Came out in 1997. It's How Do I Live by Leanne Rhymes. that song too <laughs> what you got so for my final song i decided to go with a chair song now ch- chair has been uh, performing okay, for a long time to say chair, yeah sorry <laughs> no it's uh no like Cher has been performing for a long time really long time but uh this song that she had in the 90s is like just really makes me think of the 90s every time i oh my god hear. yes so uh this is the song Believe. That fucking auto tune right there. That that started it all. That started the revolution of freaking auto tune <laughs> right there. And everybody, oh God, still a thing, still a thing. Uh, but yeah, share, believe, hell yeah. I need
always remember that day I came home from uh, St. Bridget's, and I came in, and my mom's like, hey, Matt, guess what I got you for your birthday? And I was like, oh, what? Share tickets. And I was like, share? So my, one of my mom's best friends' name is Cheryl, so we always call her Cher. So I'm a little kid being like, what? Tickets to see Cher, your friend Cher? And that's when I learned about who Cher was, basically. So I went to go see Cher, and it was on my birthday, August 4th, whatever year. It this sounds was, like it was a this, present for your mom. Yes, yes. The Whatever year this, this song freaking came out, that's when I saw Cher on tour and Cyndi Lauper opened. I'll, I always remember that show. It was amazing. She had freaking acrobatics people flying from the ceiling. There was, there was one of the most... She had freaking like 15 costume changes in that thing, too. Uh, and then also I did see Backstreet Boys, too. That was one of my first concerts, too. So uh, I went to a few in the 90s. But yeah, that Cher one. I'll never forget that. Just coming home from school. Matt, guess what I got you for your birthday? <laughs> and then, yeah, that's when I found out about Believe and all that stuff. Yeah, I have, I have Look what I spent uh, Matt's birthday money on. <laughs> right? Oh, well. <laughs> hey, it was worth it, though. And then I remember Cindy Lauper singing her songs that she had pink hair, I think. It was pink or blue hair, one of the two or whatever. But uh, yeah, any idea what the number one song of uh, the 1990s is? Is it Chumbawamba? No, it's not. See, all those ones, and I was thinking like Teen Spirit or Chumbawamba, all those, but they're iconic to us because we've heard them. And I, some, now that we're older, have become more iconic than others. But uh, this one is definitely iconic. And I, it wasn't on the list because I looked at two billboards lists. And this is recently added to lists. Uh, I think a lot of the plays happened in 2000, but it came out in 1999. So now it's considered. Right. So it came out in 1999. Any ideas? I do not. It is Smooth by Santana, featuring Rob Thomas. Oh. Yep. You hear my rhythm on the radio. You feel the turning of the world. So soft and slow, turning you round and round. And if you said this life ain't good enough, I give my world to lift you up. I can change my most catchy songs ever yeah it's very catchy the uh that that song definitely also describes just like what the sound of music kind of was 1999 2000 the change of the the decades there yeah like there's another artist i was thinking i guess thinking of uh ricky martin and like that came out like 99 but it like really his like was uh, that 99 really i think it was like 99 for like uh living well he had done other stuff before yeah. but it was like living la vida loca was like 99 <laughs> And that like really became more popular like in after in the like two thousands. So. I was surprised that that freaking Macarena came out in nineteen ninety three. I thought that was a much later nineties song actually. <laughs> I don't know, just because like that really kind of like was like a uh, elementary school to me. Like it was like True. that was like yeah, when I was yeah. big. Oh god, I'm so happy I didn't choose to play that. Song. I was just gonna do the top five, and then I saw that was on there. I'm like, although nah. yeah, like yeah, because I remember like uh, doing going to like roller skating rinks in elementary school, and like they start playing. So yeah, so you'd dance. have to do like a. Uh, the hey Macarena while you're skating around, and then YMCA would come in there somewhere too. But uh, yeah, I I was actually surprised about a lot of those top tens because yeah, there's a lot more iconic ones in my head that I wanted to play. 
Uh, but yeah, I didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Uh, speaking of iconic songs that describes the 90s to me, we're going to close out the show with uh, Torn by Natalie Imbruglia. <laughs> I saw a man brought to life He was warm, he came around Like he was dignified He showed me what it was to cry For some reason this song is like Describes the 90s to me Uh, But yeah, thank you for joining us on this week's episode of Soundwave. New episodes are released every Thursday. The theme for our next show is... Well, you know, we are three-fourths of the way through uh, this year. You know what we haven't done yet this year? What? Complimentary songs. It's time for Complimentary Songs Volume 3. Oh, is this where we compliment? It's where we have uh, we have three sets. Each of us will have three sets of two paired songs. Oh, okay. So like we'll find we find uh, it's where we if you haven't listened to the other previous years, it's where we like well what, here's two songs that sound really good together. We're gonna pair them together. Yeah, that's how we. Uh, do you do have this. any uh, that we did in the past off the top of your head? I have my notes from previous years. But you have to go way back then, don't you? Uh, yeah, I could probably get if you if you're looking to figure out what you've already done. Yes, I can. Yeah. Try to get you in like the ballpark of it. Ballpark. I probably have it. Or tell me what episode it comes from on one time, and then I'll look it up on the past ones. But I was also going to give a description to so, on somebody on here. But ah, uh, yes, compilations volume comp- complimentary, complimentary songs. songs volume three. All right, that is our theme for our next show. Uh, for updates and more information on Soundwave or other shows, go like us on Facebook at Blind Ninja Studios, or you can follow us on Twitter at Blind underscore Ninja. Flagship Tote Department of Offense is still live every Sunday evening. Come join in the fun at blindninjastudios.com slash live. This show and all of our other ones are available to stream on our website at blindnewsdews.com, or you can subscribe on iTunes so you never miss a show. If you just can't get enough of Soundwave or Blind News Studios, you should help support us. At the bottom of our homepage, click on uh, Patreon and sign up. It works like a monthly donation service where you can pledge any amount that works for you, even low as a buck. Also, if you're doing your shopping on Amazon, don't forget to stop by our homepage first and click on the Amazon link at the bottom. Uh, do all your shopping like you normally do, and when you check out, Amazon, Amazon kicks a little money towards us. It doesn't cost you anything else. It's pretty cool. Questions, comments, any kind of feedback, email us at feedback at blindnudiestudios.com or even easier, message us on Facebook. We'll see you again in two weeks. There's nothing where he used to lie. My inspiration has run dry. That's what's good.